This week on Moms Moving On. Even when you find support, when is the right time? It's when you decide it's the right time. I've heard my clients say like, why am I not okay? Why am I not feeling better right now? Well, you're not okay because you're not supposed to feel okay right now. But that doesn't mean that you don't, you can be okay in the future. Reflection is really important in the sense of when you look back on your past and your past relationship, it's not about the blame game he did, she did. It's about how did I show up? What do I want to do differently in my future relationships? Or what type of relationships do I even want to attract? Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. It's your girl, Michelle, here. And I'm so excited about today's topic because it is something I think nobody really understands when they're going through a divorce. You know, you work so hard to work up the courage to leave the marriage in the first place, or maybe you were left in your marriage and now you've worked up the courage to go through the divorce process. And you're just waiting for that day to come where it's all finalized. And in your mind, you're expecting everything to change after that. But in reality, it takes a lot more work. And what it really takes is overcoming fear. So that's why I'm so excited about today's guest. Um, She's someone who I've been following on social media for a long time. I repost almost all of her stuff because it's so spot on for me and I know for the rest of you. Her account is Master Self Image. Her name is Matina Singh, and she's a breakup and divorce coach with a really great program for helping people move on after feeling stuck at the end of a bad marriage. Bettina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for following my post as I follow yours. I really love how authentic you are. And I think we need more of that. I, I agree. I mean, you know, authenticity is what essentially helps people connect. And I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. And I I always find myself attracted to accounts or people who do the same, which you do. And I know that you are extremely passionate about what you do. So I'm really happy that we get the opportunity to pick your brain today. Oh, thank you so much. Like the Matina intro. It's crazy how life unpacks sometimes because I never thought to become a divorce and separation coach as after going through my own experience. Uh And my clientele is really focused on um, people who've gone through an abusive relationship and still feel stuck after a year or plus. See, we expect sometimes that we are out of this relationship so things should be better within a heartbeat. Well, in reality, that's not the case. Right. Or sometimes we rush into another relationship because we are afraid of being alone and recognizing our own emotions because they go so deep. Mm -hmm. And that is where my works come in play. And that's where I was so passionate about showing women and in particular that their authenticity is counts. They count. They truly matter as the person who they are. And I think there's nothing better than that. Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting, you know, the way you put it, like you rid yourself of this person, right? Who was abusive or holding you back emotionally, um, damaging you emotionally, physically, all of that. And 
you expect it to wake up the next day to like clear skies and a brand new perspective, but it's almost like when you have it, a party at your house, right? Like it gets really chaotic. You're all of a sudden you're regretting hosting this event. You're seeing your house sort of like, like being taken advantage of and taken over. So finally everybody leaves and you can let out a sigh of relief. Well, then you wake up the next morning and it's a literal shitstorm, for lack of a better term. And you have to find the energy to make your space yours again and feel good about it. Right. And I'm, I'm using this experience because I do a lot of, I love to host, but I hate people in my house, if that makes sense. And that's always how I envisioned it in my mind. It was like getting the energy to clean up the mess. You know, the the person was gone, but the emotions weren't. And so I'm curious to hear how you help your clients through this process. The process is very simple, yet it is only effective if, if you believe. And before I get to that, I want to know what is the right time frame for somebody who's coming out of an abusive marriage and, you know, needs the support, but is not sure when it's time to stop grieving and start moving forward. I think we don't even think about that. There is so much out there that we are so consumed in the legal battle, the financial strain, uh, being a mom, that we don't think about our emotional health at all. We expect ourselves to keep going and keep moving forward regardless of whatever the situation is or however you are feeling. So I'm so glad that right now that there is a movement and people are finding support. And that is very key. But even when you find support, when is the right time? It's when you decide it's the right time. Mm -hmm. I hear my clients say like, why am I not okay? Why am I not feeling better right now? Well, you're not okay because you're not supposed to feel okay right now. But that doesn't mean that you don't, you can be okay in the future. And that is the mindset that comes in play. So before I go into my method, let me share a quick little story. Yes, I would love that. Of my experience. And that takes me back to a Mother's Day event at my kid's school. I was standing on the playground and the kids were about to go into sing for me. And that was just recently I had left my marriage in October. So this is May, not even a year. And I'm standing there feeling broken, feeling not so great. <laughs> um, but I look at my kids and they are so excited. They're so in that moment right there. They're fully excited about that they're going to sing for me. And they do. And during their song, they're so their eyes are so locked on me. They're looking at me. They're singing. I can feel their emotions. I can feel their love and connection. That right there in the moment, I was thinking to myself, who am I to think that I'm not good enough if I'm seeing the love and the connection right through their eyes right now? That is so powerful. And I was thinking and talking about to myself the the day prior that people were telling me that my kids will be scarred for life. And in your strongest moments, you brush off these comments like nothing, Mm -hmm. but in your weakest moments, those comments come back and you still doubt yourself. Yes. So I was doubting myself so much, but in that moment right there, I knew that I cannot control their dad. I cannot control or decide how their relationship is going to look like, but I can definitely control how I show up for my children. That's a really powerful statement. And and I love that you shared that 
moment with us. It's, it's, you know, when you finally start to see yourself through the lens of your children, you, all of, all of the little bitty stuff that you, you know, the doubt you cast on yourself and the, the lack of self-confidence or, oh, my thighs are too big or, oh, I made so many mistakes today. All your children see are this wonderful, like superhuman person who can do anything. And if they see you that way, like let's, let's make that the self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? Exactly. I love that. And that is exactly what, what made me shift. And in that moment, I decided that something needs to change for me. That's beautiful. Yeah. But I cannot tell my clients or anyone listening, like when the right moment is. That is the moment that when you decide that this is the right moment for allowing change to happen. And once you decide, there are so many processes that, that can be done. The way that I go, the angle that I have taken on are the three phases. The reflecting, resetting, and reclaiming. Reflection is really important in the sense of when you look back on your past and your past relationship, it's not about the blame game he did, she did. It's about how did I show up? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do differently in my future relationships? Or what type of relationships do I even want to attract? And when, until we get clarity on that, we can't move on. Right. And I think we're so stuck on, we leave a relationship and it's, you know, your friends are like, oh, what happened? Well, he did this and he did that and he's an asshole and he was this. But it takes two to tango. And I can, I mean, my first marriage was horrible, but I was half of that horror show. You know, like I, I was not my best self. Did we trigger each other in all the wrong ways? Absolutely. But those triggers were the things that I knew I couldn't allow to be pushed anymore. I had to heal that. And I think, you know, so many people are so intent on putting the blame elsewhere and just walking away and feeling okay about themselves. And then they find themselves in the same exact mess all over again, wondering why. And yeah. so, yes, that reflection is huge. And I love what you said, because I had the same thing. I had taken on my protection mechanism of screaming. Right. And even though I had left my marriage, I was still using that same mechanism with my kids. And I'm like, why am I screaming? Mm -hmm. I don't have to scream anymore. Mm -hmm. They will listen. They will hear me. Whereas before I had to do that to be heard. You are preaching to the choir because I, it's amazing. Like the parts of me that came to the surface in my first marriage, like I haven't seen that person in this relationship. And my ex-husband has made comments to me like, oh, you know, do you give him a hard time about X, Y, and Z? And, and I don't. And I had to really, I took that to my therapist. Like this was such an issue for me in, in first marriage. And it's a total non-issue for me in second marriage. Why is that? And she's like, well, you've done this work. And you're also with somebody who supports you emotionally and doesn't trigger you at every turn, right? So it's it's amazing how that shift can happen when you just take a few minutes to pause and reflect on the good, the bad, you know, and your own wrongdoings. Yes, absolutely. So once you're done with that phase, then it's like, okay, you have a current day. You're blessed with another day. Yes. How are you going to feel that day? So reset your life towards a life that you do want. So get clarity on who do you want to be as a person? What type of relationship do you want? Not only with your partner, but also with your children and about with your community at large. Those are things that we don't think about because we are so much on the go, go, go. We are consumed with life. 
and let let life consume us instead of using it into your own benefit. Hey guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more, but first, a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events, documentable text messaging, and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time and date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. Now I have to ask, so in terms of the fear, right? So when you're working with a woman on these three steps, what, what typically is the fear coming from how they were made to feel in the relationship? Or is it just this whole anxious feeling of the unknown? Like, where do you see the fear stemming from? The fear is two sides. One is, of course, like what happened in the relationship that will happen again to me. They don't believe that the good men are out there. All the good ones are taken. Those are such a common themes that you hear without realizing like, yes, maybe the good men are taken, but there are still good people out there. Mm-hmm. And there are billions of people out there. You can't tell me that there's not one soul out there that's good for you. Oh, I, I, I remember coming out of my marriage convinced, like I'm in, I'm in Miami. It's a very superficial aesthetic place. I was never going to meet somebody because I was not the, the typical, you know, hot Barbie type, you know, prancing around Miami in a Lamborghini. So I figured like, I'm not going to be anyone's type. I'll just be alone. And that was obviously not the case. I was somebody's type. And so I, I too can admit having those kinds of fears. But that, that is very natural, right? Because we have not seen that in our own lives. And we create these realities of our own mm-hmm. and about how people will accept or not accept us Mm -hmm. that we try to be someone else. And when we're trying to be someone else, it's not going to serve us. It's only going to push us back. But when you do step into your own self, that's when you are radiating in a way that the right people will get attracted to you. Yes. Yeah. 
it's kind of like, you know, you, you get to that point where you're just like, you know what, it is what it is. Take me or leave me. So I remember prior to my marriage, my relationships were all about what can I do for this person and how can I be the best for this person? And what am I going to look like to make this person happy and all of that. And it was exhausting, but I, I just, it was my insecurity. You know, if I could just be more and do more and give more to this person, maybe they won't notice, you know, my flaws or my internal struggles or whatever. And post-divorce, it was like, I don't have the energy for that. And I would rather sit alone in all of my, you know, baggage than ever have to make excuses for it or play the role of somebody else to make someone happy. Yes, absolutely. And I can't speak from my own experience. I've been telling myself, like, who's going to want a single mom with three young kids? Mm -hmm. No one is going to sign up for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, maybe not right now, but I'm pretty sure that person is out there for me. And he we'll is. Find whenever we find each other and it's going to be fine. And it's okay to think that way. Right. The reason when we think that way, you are opening doors. But when you're thinking in a way like there's no one out there and I just have to compromise with this one person who is showing me affection, that's not going to serve you. I've heard it from every client, Matina, that the ex or soon-to-be ex will say, oh, you can't leave me. Who's going to want you? You're, no one wants a single mom. Nobody wants to take care of someone else's kids. And I, And I, every time, I mean, I remember having my own fears that my current husband wouldn't want, you know, because his daughter was a little bit older. I thought maybe he's not going to want to deal with a two-year-old, but children grow like the stage that they're at now is not forever. So maybe they might be hard for you now. Someone else may not see that. And so, you know, I told myself this story that was so false and I hear my clients saying it and I'm like, if you only knew how beautiful the feeling is when you do meet somebody who embraces you and your children, like it's, it happens. And that's why second marriages feel so much better. Cause there's this, like, there's this confidence that this person has accepted your whole world into theirs mm -hmm. and it's really special and it happens, but only if you believe it will and allow it to. Exactly. And you don't have to settle and we settle really quickly because we think that there is no one out there and this one person who is showing affection, regardless of their intentions, is going to be the only one. Right. And so give, me, give me that third R. The third R is reclaim. Oof, that's a powerful reclaim one. Reclaim your life. Honestly, when we are in the reclaiming phase, you're stepping into yourself in as nobody else before. <laughs> right. Because you have reflected. You know what happened in the past. You have reset your life. You are clear on what you want for, from yourself. And now is the time to reclaim. Let's put those things in action. Let's act towards the person you want to become. Let's act towards the relationships you want to have. And then we can continue building upon reclaiming our life in a way that it will serve you. Right. And master self-image is actually born out of it. Because once we are mastering our self-image, we are being authentic. We are being ourselves and we will radiate and we will attract the right person. But when you are in the fear phase, it's going to hold you back. Yeah. It's not going to serve. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like the underlying thing here is acceptance, just accepting where you are, what you've been through, who you are. And like you said in the beginning, what you can't control because you, you can't control anybody but yourself. Right. And Absolutely. literally all you have power over. So reclaiming that power of, 
I can take care of me, I am centered in me, I am secure in who I am, is really the most powerful thing in the world. Absolutely, I totally agree. And we have done the work, so we know how yes. beautiful life can be on the other side. The clients in the beginning might not see it yet, but when you don't believe it at that moment, tap into the belief of the other person. Choose to believe because someone else is seeing potential in you. Mm-hmm. Because that will help you to fake it till you make it, and then you'll make it. I'm always saying fake it till you make it. Act as if. Act yes. as if you have everything you want in your life right now, and it's going to come. That's one of my favorite things because, you know, it's faking it sounds so bad, but when essentially you're, it's, it's telling the universe what you want to happen. And I'm not one of those like woo woo spiritual people, but I do firmly believe in like the energy you put out into the world comes back to you. So if you're putting out that deserving goddess energy, like that's, it's going to radiate right back to you. Absolutely. But if you don't like the word fake it, that's fine. But then tap into someone else who is believing in you. Yes. And borrow that belief. Right. Borrow that belief. I love that. Wow. So you're working with a client on these three R's, which this is a really powerful trifecta, I think, and, and basically sums up everything people need to do, really. So it's brilliant. How long does this process take or does it vary between where a woman is in her process? So my clients are already out of the divorce for at least a year. So it really depends on um, how ready and committed they are to themselves. My program, what I do is I give them a six weeks one-on-one. And I'm, at the beginning of the six weeks, we decide where do you want to be in the six weeks? And we work towards getting hitting that goal. Because once you believe you can hit one goal and you see it, you'll, you'll have that effect and that ripple effect that will move you forward oh yeah it's it becomes you become your own best motivation oh totally totally it's like going to the gym you start to see a little changes and you're like oh i don't want to stop now i want to see how much further i can go or how much stronger i can get and it really is an empowering process i'm so grateful that you're empowering women on this journey so i mean you must walk around like feeling like a million bucks all day long or do you have moments of self-doubt too and how do you get yourself out of them of course we have self-doubt. If we wouldn't have self-doubt, we wouldn't be moms. <laughs> I ain't got the truth. <laughs> no, like I said, for me right now, it is about, yes, I know what I want and how I want to achieve life and reclaim my life. But that doesn't mean that all your little uh, hardships going to fall away. Life works in different ways and it will continue to challenge you. It's more like, how do you show up in those challenges, right? Absolutely. I do have my moments, but in that moment, I allow myself to feel. If I want to have a bad day, I allow myself to have a bad day. That's, that's powerful. That's, you know what? Strong women know when to take a step back and just let it all wash over them. I truly believe that. Because when you're trying, allowing yourself to feel angry or feel sad, then that sadness will diminish. Mm-hmm. That fear will diminish. When you're pretending it's not there, it will become this huge giant that you can't overcome anymore. So I allow myself to feel, but then the next day I'm like, okay, I've already wasted one of my, one day of my life. It's done. It's enough. Let's make a little change. 
or a little step towards something else now. Yeah, you have to. What can I do today to make that change happen, right? That's great. I always say, you know, I, I, you probably follow Kishore and Scott. I love him. Yes. And he was on this episode once and he said, you just got to cry. Like all these people, you know, apologizing for their tears, but like, it's, it's like cleansing your soul of, of what's hurting you. And the more you hold it in, like it's, there's this toxicity and this anger and this resentment you're carrying around. There's nothing more powerful than to know, you know what, I need to stay in bed today and feel like a hot mess because that's who I am today. I need to honor it because if you ignore it for too long, it all catches up in the worst ways. And I am, I am living proof of that. I used to, I was the queen of ignoring my emotions or my demons. And, and now I just, there's such a power in honoring them. Um, Matina, you're fascinating. Where can our listeners find you, connect with you, learn more about you? So I have a freebie of 50, 40 pages on my website, matinasing.com. And on there, in there, you will find different tools, but also resources that can help you from in your day to day. But on Instagram is master self image or sing Matina. I love it. Yay. So you guys, I will link all of the, um, the website, the Instagram. I, if nothing else, you got to follow her Instagram. It's really cuts to the core of me every single day. And, and that sometimes I'll go to share a post of yours and I'm like, okay, I just shared like three of them. Should I do this again? She probably, <laughs> but they're fantastic and they're spot on. And I love the work that you do, you're doing. I think it's so important. You know, divorce is not just about getting to that D day where the papers are signed and stamped and you're free of this person. It's about everything that comes after and rebuilding yes. your life. So thank you for being here and thank you for doing the work that you do. Thank you for having me. To our listeners, thank you for being with us. I, I really hope you found this valuable. And I know if you go and check out all that Matina has to offer, you will be very well suited to moving on, feeling strong, keeping you, keep listening, keep sending in topic requests. I love to hear them. Thanks for all that you do for our community, mamas. I love you. Chat soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.